welcome to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind. My name is Dorothy Stewart, and I'm the Executive Director of Old Firehouse School in the San Francisco Bay Area. I have with me today my four program directors, Judy House, who is the Program Director in Walnut Creek, California, Liz Malesko, Program Director in Mill Valley, California, Alex Dutton, Program Director in Lafayette, and Danielle Roach, director of our online programs. So we'd like to welcome you all after a year and a half break. That's right. We have not been back in session with each other all together for a year and a half, and we've not been able to make one of these wonderful podcasts. But we thought we'd start off today and we would do our first podcast and we'd talk about, well, how are we now? How have we weathered this? How is everyone in the old firehouse school community? We bet those of you who are in childcare or similar situations as we are, and those of you who are parents want to know how the heck has childcare been doing all this time and how are we doing right now? So in terms of programmatic issues, all child care centers throughout the country has been struggling with a terrible workforce issues. This is true of all labor issues, I believe, but it's particularly difficult for uh, child care because child care is in it itself because we're working with children that people are really putting their health at risk. And so it's taken a lot. They really are the heroes and sheroes of COVID that the teachers have stepped up. And some people who are not so connected step back. And that even happened with us. But I should say it's not really because they step back. It's because the health issues happen in their own families. And because of that, we've had a hard time finding support staff. So we are struggling with that. We want our families to know that we work really hard. We're interviewing all the time. But this field is really in desperate straits for teachers that can teach in childcare. And if you've got a good teacher, you need to appreciate that teacher. The other thing, as it most Child care centers are struggling with, we have had uh, to struggle with uh, financial issues. Uh, luckily, we've had wonderful parents who have stepped up. Thank you, parents, to help us through that. We've also gotten help from the government. All of that has been a big help, but frankly, our tuition has been down 30% sometimes, 30 40%. But we've been able to make it through. And here we are. We feel like we're on the upswing and we're doing really, really well. So I think we represent what's happening in a lots of child care problems. But I think the thing that's made a big difference at Old Firehouse School, as you all know, we are an attachment-based program. There's nothing more important at Old Firehouse School than relationships. And it is the relationships that have kept the teachers strong, the connection with the children strong, and the parents strong in terms of their belief in our ability to take good care of their children. And so now, again, we're going to talk about community teachers and our online efforts to keep connections with young children. So I'm going to let Judy take it away now and, and talk about what's been happening at Old Fire Health School in terms of parent communication and community. So during the pandemic, we've been really missing community building events where we can gather in person. It's not been typical times. So pre-pandemic, we had things like pizza night and a Halloween parade and parent social and a graduation picnic at the park. And so now we're balancing our desire to connect and build relationships, but it's complicated by balancing the health and safety of our community. Our decisions are always made from a super cautious, follow the science, safety first perspective. But we do know people are missing connection and we're trying to figure that out as best we can. 
at the beginning of the year, I was commiserating with another preschool parent who was planning an ice cream social for her older children's elementary school. And she was trying to be very safe about everything, be really cautious and staggering times and social distancing. And some families were so excited and thrilled with the opportunity to be on campus again, but other families were still worried that the ice cream social would affect their child's safety, even if their family chose not to attend because it could still spread illnesses. So with that in mind, we think everything through very carefully. We have for the last year and a half, the directors meet weekly to talk over everything and try to make the best decisions for our school community's health and safety. At the end of last school year, we were able to figure out how to hold an outdoor mask and socially distance short and sweet graduation ceremony. And that felt wonderful to be with the families again. And because we're not seeing families in much in person. The directors and teachers are writing newsletters more often. Previously, I wrote a newsletter maybe once a month, and now it's more weekly just to try to stay connected and keep everybody up to date on what's happening. The teachers also are trying to reach out weekly, not with a newsletter, at least a short email about what the kids have been doing throughout the week. But admittedly, we know it's not the same, but we're definitely looking forward to children getting vaccinated and the ability to see each other again once it feels safe to do so. And I think, fingers crossed, that's coming soon. You know, Judy, I forgot to mention early on one thing that we did that I think helped us a lot was we hired a health consultant. Oh, yeah. It would have been really overwhelming had we had to write all the COVID policies and do all that research ourselves, but we did get help from a health consultant. So I recommend that for any other childcare program out there that you reach out for some extra help because it's hard to stay on top of everything. So now let's talk a little bit about what the effect of the COVID-19 in terms of childcare has been on teachers. And we're going to have Liz from Mill Valley talk about that. Liz, can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest piece of this is making sure when we first reopened back in June 2020 under COVID conditions that our teachers felt safe. Now, a year and some into it, the teachers are still worried to a degree. You know, they're worried about contracting COVID at work and equally worried about being the person who brings COVID into the school. Our teachers are so dedicated to their children and their families that a lot of them are still limiting their own plans certainly beyond what current public health measures encourage. None of them have really changed their interactions with children, but certainly it's a consideration. It was a consideration back when we reopened in 2020, how to physically distance back when that was still the guideline. And, you know, we all kind of decided that relationships can't happen six feet apart when you're three years old. So all of our teachers really chose that connection with the children with the considerations of the many layers of protection, right? Getting vaccinated as soon as they could, masking up, staying home when they were sick and encouraging families to do the same, that kind of thing. They've also had the opportunity to connect differently with children and families. A lot of children have come in brand new, so eager to engage with new people that they're ready to make those connections. They're ready to build those relationships with their teachers and their new classmates. There also is this added benefit of getting to know families via Zoom, right? To connect with them on a more personal level. The families can't come to us, so we're kind of coming into their living rooms and dining rooms and playrooms and wherever else we are and meeting them in that sense. And so we get kind of a different look into their lives just as they get a different look into ours. 
we've had we had a parent meeting at the beginning of the year where everyone got to see and hear my son because it was bedtime um, and in the same way all of our teachers and directors have gotten to show our families who meet the pets that we've heard all about for the last two years and those kinds of connections that just wouldn't happen under normal circumstances and it's the same with our in-service days, right? Our teachers can't gather. Certainly, we are still discouraging meetups outside of work because if there were some kind of issue, it would be hard to bring everyone back safely. But we've worked with them on, on both in-service days and just through building connections from home in that regard. And of course, throughout COVID, we worked alongside the teachers to learn. We worked with our health, consult- health and safety consultant to learn about how we could reopen safely, how we were not putting our teachers in harm's way by reopening, and that this really was an okay and safe and positive thing to do for everyone. So I also want to say it's important to make our teachers feel safe. And I think that they do. They maybe think I'm over the top in terms of that. They are all vaccinated and they also get tested now once a week. It was once a month for a while. And now it's once a week now. And they are on top of whether or not the children should be tested. If they come down with any particular symptoms, we follow all that guidelines very strictly. And we have not all met together again yet. So I think it's important that they trust that the organization and the parents and the community really cares about them. I think that's the other reason that they feel comfortable at Oak Firehouse School. So now we want to turn to Danielle, who had a very important role here in terms of helping the children and the teachers through that time when we were almost all online. And we were surprised, really, truly surprised at what we found out from our online program. So Danielle, I'll let you take it away here. Um, Our online program initially we thought would be pretty challenging, two, threes, fours, fives, and even some six-year-olds going from in-person to online school. It turned out it was a bit easier than we thought. Of course, the twos had a little bit harder time, but the teacher-to-child attachment probably had a lot to do with the ease of transitioning from person to online school. We also noticed there was a clear difference between the children who were able to participate and children who weren't able to do a lot of the online activities, whether they couldn't sit, they didn't have the time, they had other things going on. And even some children who only did online school, they'd never been to Old Firehouse School in person before. When they eventually did come to school, they had a familiarity with our school already. They knew how a circle time would run. They were familiar with some of our songs. They knew what would be expected at school. With those children, it was clear how much faster they were able to adapt to being at school. I've also been helping out at all three campuses, as well as running our online program through the pandemic. From visiting the different schools, I've noticed that parents, teachers, and directors all have their own ways of interpreting the new regulations and mandates that have been coming towards us keeping all three schools on the same page of what needs to be done and keep everyone safe or what's no longer necessary is its own unique challenge through this pandemic. Part of that has been communication. We get information from the public health department, from licensing, from CDC. It's a lot of reading. We talked about the health coordinator and having her on board, which was a big help, but it's a lot of information coming at everybody and communicating those changes, the new regulations is a big challenge and something we've had to work around. There's a lot of new information and not being able to be face-to-face with parents and not always with all of our teachers. 
hearing their tone of voice or facial expressions has left a lot up for interpretation. I, was gonna say, I think what keeps us going again, Danielle, is our emphasis on relationships, how important that is. And that sometimes because you have a long-term relationship, you can get through those difficult moments when somebody might have been short with you or you were unable to think before you spoke. That The fact that we have such committed and long-term relationships really helps us get past that. Okay, so now we're going to come to the most exciting piece, and that's how the children are doing. And so I'm going to let Alex talk a little bit about what she's noticed in terms of our children and the effect of the closures and then the coming back and COVID on on the kids. So Alex, go ahead. I am really happy and pleasantly surprised at how well children are doing. I just last night read an article on KQED about how high schoolers and middle schoolers, for the most part, are really struggling. They're having a hard time at school. Being back in a busy classroom is very jarring to a lot of them. And as I was reading it, I felt sad for them, but also kind of in some ways, I'm so glad I work with younger children that at this point still have so much trust and so much openness to things and honestly for some of them this has been almost their whole lives they don't know anything other than a pandemic sadly but it's made them coming into preschool not really as hard as we thought it was going to be one of the things that we realized made such a huge difference is that our transitions into school, we usually do home visits. We still did them, but they were all outdoors. We usually give out a book that is a story of the day and it shows pictures of the classroom. Those things parents took a little bit more seriously than in years past. And while we do give them the book and we ask them to read it at home, This year, I had more parents tell me like, oh, we read that book every night. We really talked about it a lot. And also because, as Danielle mentioned, we had an online program before. We had several teachers that just have YouTube channels at this point where they read stories or do songs with kids. And so they shared them with all of their new students. And so for the weeks leading up to the first day of school, a lot of children were hearing their teacher read them stories. And so when they started at school, they felt familiar with that teacher. And we've had several families do that too. So those were really great ways that families took advantage of the ways to connect at home before even coming to school. Now coming back or actually into the classroom was a little bit different, maybe not as smooth as we all wanted it to be, but still again, overall more smooth than we could have really ever expected. There seems to be a a difference with children who are a little older and the children who are younger, which is not surprising. A two-year-old or a one-year-old who has been, for the most part, sheltering in place at home, like maybe they're just at their home or they're just at grandma's house, like they're not They're not going to the grocery store. They're not going to visit their cousins. They're not seeing people the same way. For for them to suddenly be in group care was a little bit of a shock. And then especially when they can't see the facial expressions of their teachers and they don't know them as well, that definitely has been noticeable to us that some of the younger children were having a little bit of a harder time in the beginning. And of course they were, that makes so much sense. Again, all of the things that we did to help in addition, like the videos and the um, home visits, like those things were very helpful. But being at school was just a very big change. So we do feel like there's been a a shift a little in how younger children like two and under 
were able to join school. On the other hand, the older children seem to be more trusting, more able to attach to their teachers. And it almost feels like because they were at home for a little bit longer than they might have been, they were very securely attached and more able to come to school and feel like, I know this is a different environment, but I'm going to trust that it's going to be okay. Teachers have reported that the children generally seem to be kinder, more open to building relationships, better at connecting. Um, maybe it's because they're just more sensitive to other children in some ways. So that's been a surprising difference that the older children are actually maybe because they also were missing the peer relationships and the ability to be in, in a school-like setting that they are more able and willing to make that transition from being at home to being at school. Another difference that we notice, and this is not necessarily specific to any age, is that I think that therapy and getting help outside of school is becoming normalized. I am so surprised how many children, before they even started school with us, whether they're two or three or four, have already done speech therapy or seen an OT, an occupational therapist. And that's not because a teacher told them this is what your child needs. In some ways, I feel like families being at home with their children for longer than in years, you know, a normal year, like the families themselves were also able to see where their children needed extra support. And on their own, they sought services, which I think is wonderful. I think it's great that families are feeling safer about doing more for their children if they need it. And we'll continue to support the children that we can here. But it's been very different than years past where usually we're the ones suggesting or recommending speech therapy or an OT. And again, I have several families that have already just done that without any clues from teachers or other educators. I think overall, the children are so happy to be at school. They seem to have more ability to focus. They're patient. They're just generally doing a lot, lot better than I think, honestly, the, the older children in like high schools are doing during the pandemic. The, the younger ones are, they're a little bit more malleable and they've been doing really well. Thank you, Alex. That's some really good news. Thank you for listening, everybody. I want to just give a quick summary here of our experience for this last very unusual and difficult two years. First of all, we talked about the impact on parents, and we have seen, not surprisingly, there's a difference of opinion in terms of COVID safety. Some parents think that we're too strict. Some parents think we're not strict enough, but to be expected. But all in all, the families are doing just fine. The teachers are feeling connected, supported, and safe. We're so happy about that. And I think that's because of the support that all of our families have given to them and also because of all the incredible things that we've done to make them safe. Here's the best news of all. The children are doing very well. We've been amazed at how well they've weathered this. Last thing I want to say is how surprised we were, again, that online 
program worked. It really works. Children felt connected by that. And they were able to come into the school very easily when they participated in our online program. The one thing we have to say that we are concerned about, and that is the state of childcare in California. It is in crisis. If you want us to be here for you in three or four years, then you need to step up yourself. You need to be talking to your state representatives. You need to tell them that the TK expansion only in the public schools is not going to work. We want to have programs like Old Firehouse School for all children to be able to go to. Because if all of our four-year-olds leave and go to the TK, believe me, we can't afford to keep taking care of your zero to three-year-olds. So please step up and help us in that regard. So that's the only sad note we have to say. Mostly our note is we're okay, you're okay, and the kids are okay. So thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our Apple podcast. And Alex, is one more thing we need to say? And you can also follow Old Firehouse School on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Okay. Would everybody like to say goodbye? Bye. 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 Thank you.